So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast and, and or video, whatever you're watching here. And uh, I actually, you know, this is actually the second episode for today, which is, at my point of view, the first ever time where I do just, you know, made or produced or recorded two entire episodes on one day during the fucking week. So it's, you know, not, not weekend, this is not an episode that I did just, you know, somewhere, but... This is actually an episode that I made today and, you know, whenever you are just seeing, okay, this was uploaded on the 5th of March, I've actually produced it on 5th of March. <laughs> so I quit for like, um, yeah, should I actually just start to work out first and then, you know, maybe even just record another episode or should I actually record another episode and or actually do something else, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily be doing sports, but I do have to do it today. Um, but I quite decided today to actually make another episode because I quite felt like doing it. Even though I'm just seeing it's a little late, I'm going to have a little bit of time problems through this, even though I do not have to do this podcast session today because I actually did my episode. But um, you know what? Um, yeah, nevertheless, I'm doing it. Because um, there's still a little bit left of the uh, extreme ownership summary. So the book that I was talking about yesterday as well, which is definitely, at my point of view, a very great book to read. And this is actually something I do have to tell you a story. <laughs> um, which is, I think, you know, it's, it's not that often that I do have to tell a great story and or a story in general. It doesn't have to be great at all. But um, I've actually decided to really... Um, tried with with reading books again so it was quite a hard time for me because i always was like okay i um practically do not or theoretically do not need to um do not do not really do not really need to read books at all because at my point of view there is also uh, yeah great information on uh on the web and so on and therefore i just thought like you know and this is something that's kind of optional, and this is something I can do, but I necessarily do not have to. Uh, on the other hand, and also because Gary Vee, you know, such a person who is pretty much emphasizing and underlining that you do not have to read books to be successful, because he is successful and he has never read a book, which is, at my point of view, um, a really great thing to do, you know, to really show, okay, you know, this is not something you have to do, this is something you... Um, you know, you could do if you want to, but it's not in terms of, yeah, you just, you know, read 100 pages a day and you're going to be successful. Um, on the other hand, um, there is also just so many people that are just, you know, reading so many books and um, most of them, I would, okay, you know, saying most of them is a little bit a generalization of, you know, everything quite, but um, quite a lot of them are do just really, really fucking wealthy and or successful with what they've done. And uh, people like Elon Musk said, um, yeah, he actually learned how to, you know, how to pretty much run SpaceX or how to produce rockets through reading simple books or just, you know, books in general. Um, and these books were, you know, basically or, or you know, of course, about uh, physics and or rocket fuels and rockets in general which was quite impressive at my point of view, to just, you know, 
you read a few books and that's fucking it. And then you are able to fucking buy a rocket. You know, this is just amazing if it's, you know, kind of working like this for everyone. Elon on himself is just a really intelligent and really smart guy. So therefore, I'm not quite sure, you know, if this is kind of, you know, uh, yeah, if this is kind of the same thing for everybody. But, um, and there are a lot of other guys who do just, and a lot of, you know, very successful people who do just, you know, uh, suggest people to read more books and to gain that knowledge and so on and so on and so on. So it's like, okay, a lot of people against one person, but the problem is this one person is really successful and this one person is really someone I um, I pretty much love, I would say. You know, Gary is such a person that is so charismatic and he's just so likable and I think he does just produce a lot of good content and um, yeah, I would even say it's some kind of a role model, even though it's, yeah... Maybe I'm even modeling him. I think totally because I'm just pretty much doing what he is saying. He says, okay, do a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. He says, put out more content on social media. I'll do it, even though I'm not doing it in a proper way like he suggests actually, but I'm actually putting it out. Um, did I get results from it? Yeah, I did. So therefore, it is a really complicated situation that I'm quite in right now. But, and there's the big but big but <laughs> um, I quite decided to um, get myself a book try it uh, see if it's every uh, if it's even you know doing well or even if I am doing well with books in terms of actually just reading it but you know if I just pay for it I will definitely read it you know uh, <laughs> if I wouldn't do this I would just really kill myself if I, if I actually wouldn't read the book but you know if it's you know really a bad book I, I won't I think but um, but uh, I decided to get myself, uh, this is Marketing by Seth Godin. This is actually a book, uh, by the way, that I've also discussed on this channel as well. This is actually an episode from uh, today, is Tuesday, I think from uh, Saturday, actually. Um, so a fairly, you know, fairly new episode of mine. Um, why did I then just decide to read the whole book? Because I pretty much like Seth Godin. Um, I think he's a pretty knowledgeable guy, he knows a lot of stuff, he uh, has also an entrepreneurial background, which is especially for me important, because I do feel like, okay, um, do I really want to get any knowledge or any advice from somebody who hasn't achieved something on themselves? I don't want to, some kind, and this is also the reason why I do just look up the net worth of the people. I do not want to say that, you know, the, the net worth is a kind of factor that makes a people or makes a person just valuable in terms of what they're speaking and what they're talking about. Totally not. But it um, some kind of shows people that they have accomplished something. You for sure can be just, you know, working at companies and being there the best market in the whole world without having any net worth because you just, you know, you haven't any <clears throat> own businesses and so on. Um, but I do think like, okay, this is... This is just something that I kind of, um, yeah, want to look for, even though it's maybe not that backed up pretty well. And, you know, there is not such an, you know, evidence that this is also a factor or actually a factor that leads me to just, I don't know, get more out of the book than, than just without it. But uh, especially when you just think like, okay, there are certain people who are, you know, really have no fucking net worth, like, I don't know, Socrates or uh, Pluto or... Uh, Einstein, or um, I think a pretty interesting one would be Dale Carnegie, the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
net worth. Fucking, this would be fair. <laughs> okay. So, no, it's about Andrew Carnegie. You know, the, the actual thing is, um, there is Andrew Carnegie, who was some kind of industrialist, and he had his own companies, and totally, and um, he had a net worth of approximately three billion. Um, yeah, and I'm just, you know, reading now if they are actually kind of... So, yeah, Andrew Carnegie had actually something to do with steel. So he was in the steel company or in the steel industry. And this is something that I've learned through um, through uh, Think and Grow Rich by, um, by Hill, Napoleon Hill, which was a fairly bad read at my point of view. It is, you know, I do see that a lot of people are suggesting it. A lot of people say, okay, you know, this is, you know, one of the business books everybody should read that, you know, is quite interested in business and your own business and small business and, and whatever business and I don't know um, but at my point of view it was such a bad book um, maybe it was because I didn't understand anything because of the language or uh, it there actually wasn't that you know good of an advice I don't know but uh, I think um, uh, let me see because I, it would be But I cannot find... No, that is. So, uh, I will go ahead with The Extreme Ownership by uh, Joko Willink and Life Babin book. I actually remember the second one's name. Um, which is, I think, just a pity that he's never ever kind of just really, you know, such important as Joko. Even though, yeah, I, I do understand it because Joko has its, has his podcast and he's just more in, in the... Um, yeah... He's just uh, such a su such a thing of he is just something like a public figure, <laughs> and the other guy is not as my point of view. Yeah, he has Twitter, I think, but Choco, yeah, you know, regularly posts on Instagram and you know did have a, a lot of interviews and so on and so on and so on. So he's pretty much more the PR guy, I think, from these both two, and I think they actually both have a company together uh, in which they actually kinda. Um, pretty much uh, train other companies or train executives of other companies in terms of leadership, actually. But yeah, so leading up and down, any good leader is immersed in the planning and execution of tasks, projects and operations to move the team forward, a, to, to move the team toward a strategic goal. Such leaders possess insight into the bigger picture and why specific tasks need to be accomplished. So Willink explains that although the main leader will understand the big picture and understand all of the ins and outs of the task at hand, it is not entirely necessary that the junior members have all of the same knowledge. They obviously need as much information as required in order to lead their team through the correct actions and stages. Similarly, the junior leaders will have knowledge about tactical details that the senior leaders do not need to know. It is important that leaders of both levels understand the other's role and what is what is required of them. It is paramount that senior leaders explain to the junior leaders and troops ex executing the mission how their role contributes to the big picture. And troops executing the mission uh, how their role contributes to big picture success. I don't even know what he wants to explain with that, but nevertheless... I will go on, or anyways, actually. I always say nevertheless. You know, this is something I do quite um, 
I don't have to deal with or change, but I kind of think like, okay, um, if I'm saying it and it's, you know, some kind of really provides me a little bit more fluently or fluency in terms of my speaking, I will just let it be it, I think, because um, if I would just, you know, make the change and really try to make the change with, you know, hurting my whole fluency might not be the best thing, you know, even though I'm doing quite, you know, a lot of failures or mistakes, actually, um, especially on days like today where speaking isn't going that well. I do not know why. The thing is, yesterday, everything went quite well. Everything went very, very well. Speaking was well. The episode was well. Everything was well. Um, I don't know why Why today is just such a day that, you know, I say, okay, um, speaking is not running that good or it's not going that good. But but yeah, so decisiveness and uncertainty. As a leader, it is pretty easy to want to hold off committing or executing a plan until you are 100% certain. Um, certain that you have come up with the best option. However, Willink explains that sometimes waiting for this certainty only delays things and this can cause more problems. A really great leader will understand that research is important, but in many cases they need to have the ability to take important decisions based on education guess, educated guesses. Willink stresses that in these situations a leader should look on past experiences and consider the possible outcomes in order to make these decisions. Sometimes you have to just get started before you are 100% certain, but a great leader will able, will be able to lead a team effectively to the right actions. And I think that's you know, some kind of true. You know, often I also feel like, okay, I'm not quite sure of a concept in terms of making actually a design, but um, most of the time I feel like, okay, um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. I'm not quite sure if this is working out some sort of I'm not, I'm not quite sure of the overall project. The thing is, I know myself and I know that I can, you know, and I'm pretty good at executing things. And I pretty much hate to plan things in, you know, such a long, as, as such a long task, you know. I do like planning things. I do like thinking about things and just um, kind of thinking about if this makes sense, if this doesn't make, sense, doesn't make sense, will this work? And so I also the whole planning thing. This is something I definitely like to do. But sometimes I come just to the point where I just say, okay, you know, I've been just, you know, thinking about it and or just uh, kind of planning this thing for such a long time that I quite... Um, because I know myself, quite decided I start to execute or just I want to start to execute because I understand that when I execute, I know or I just learn and progress much faster than when I'm just, you know, uh, having every single information that I need, having every single, uh, I don't know, graphic asset that I need, having every color that I need, having every, I don't know, shit that I need. And this is something that always comes up to who you are. If you're a person that really likes to plan things, you know, uh, from the first point on to, you know, the really last um, last step of your project, then totally do it. You know, I, I won't say that you shouldn't do it if this is your DNA. But I'm not such a person. I've quite never been such an organized person, which is often also just really fucked up. And, um, you know, also, or especially in terms of me not finding any things because I've all lost them or just, you know, put them anywhere. This is something you shouldn't do. But um, I do quite understand that I'm very fast at executing or I could be very fast. It also or always also depends on um, whom you're working with. If this person is actually productive or not, uh, whom you're sitting um, 
next to so your your partners your colleagues whatever um this you know might you know distract you a little and therefore you aren't as fast as you could be and so on 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 and so this always comes up to you and this really underlines it once again that we are all individuals and this kind of brings me back to the part of the books i quite feel like and i don't know you know this is the thing i've never been just reading books ever you know i've once read things um i've just pretty i've i've really enjoyed them because you know most of the time it was actually fiction and you know most of the time i really just enjoyed them and enjoyed uh, reading them actually and i liked the stories maybe this was even the reason but um i've always been some kind of reading books you know um as a as a very child never ever as i grew older i just started a little bit you know, read a few books, um, you know, a few of them actually have one of my uh, favorite books here in my room, somewhere in my kind of, not in my closet, but in some kind of drawer thing, whatever. <laughs> and um, yeah, but this is also fiction. But um, but yeah, but you know, at the end, I, I didn't really know, and this was the whole problem, I didn't really know if books are actually working for me. And therefore I decided, okay, I'll give it a try. I buy myself a book and see what I can learn from that. The problem is, and therefore I just, you know, it really took me quite a longer time to just, you know, decide what I'm going to talk about and what I'm going to read or what I'm going to buy. Because actually, um, this is marketing cost me 14 euros, which is uh, quite 14 euros. It was 1390 or something. Um, which would be uh, approximately 16 US dollars or 12 pounds or 1,000 and quite 800 Japanese yen and or, oh my God, 21 Canadian dollars or 15 Swiss francs, you know. Um, yeah, and so therefore it was quite hard for me to just really decide, okay, what I'm going to read, you know, I'm just giving it a try and therefore it just has to be something, you know, something in the middle. Something that I can then afterwards say, okay, this was a great book, I've learned something from it, but maybe it wasn't as much fun reading for me, or it wasn't quite, um, yeah, as much manageable for me, because sometimes, or sometimes I especially feel like, okay, I do not have that much time. It always then just comes up to uh, how much I spend on social media in terms of actually engaging on these platforms. You know, I'm only talking about Instagram because on the other things I'm not pretty much engaging with is totally thing I should not do. I should engage on every single platform. And um, also in terms of, uh, no, also actually also or only in terms of engaging on these platforms. But yeah, I think I have to go on. Um, yeah, so willings formula for a true leader. A leader must be so a leader must be, a true leader must be a leader, but also capable of following. This is something I think is important. Um, I think it is very important as a leader to really also be truthful to yourself and say, okay, this is something that I'm maybe not good at, but I do have some employees or I do have some team members that are very, very good at this certain task. And then just follow them because you're just really relying on them. And you know, okay, these are just, you know, really good people and they understand what they're talking about. 
And I think this is important as a character trait for, for a leader because I often do have the picture in my mind that a lot of leaders are just like, you know, I'm the best, I can do everything, I'm knowledgeable in every fucking area and so on and so on, which is totally quite not the truth, you know. I cannot be intimidated, which is something I've never known. Okay. Has a level of aggression that's not overbearing. Okay, what does overbearing mean, by the way? Uh, okay, yeah. Is calm and centered, but still human and not robotic. T totally. Having some kind of empathy is also important, I would say. Um, is confident always, but not cocky. Always be brave, but not foolish. Be competitive, but uh, when facing a loss, he gracious. Be gracious and good sport, and a good sport is not obsessed with the tiny details, but knows when they are important. Both physically and mentally strong, is humble, has a good relation with team members, but isn't too close. Remains professional and has nothing to prove, but everything to prove. Okay, yeah, I think these all all the points do just kind of make sense, you know. Um, yeah, they all kind of make sense. And now let's go on to the conclusion. It's a fairly long conclusion, actually, and the action steps. So I go, you know, through the action steps first because I'm actually, <laughs> because I'm just, you know, there. And yeah, so there are many concepts in this book that can be applied to leaders of any kind, uh, whether it be a leader in battle of a sports team of a business or even of a family. See what you can take away from this and apply it into your own leadership role. And I do, um, because I was... Um, was thinking about parenting and all these things quite lately, quite a lot about. I am, you know, I've actually also been thinking about this book as, you know, some guide guideline for parents as well. And I think this is actually the the shit because um, leaders actually parents as well, or parents as parents are actually leaders as well, at my point of view at least. And um, I think a lot of them don't know that, and a lot of them, if I'm just, you know, taking the book and just, you know, saying, okay, according to the book. Not uh, a lot of people are just really kind of um, handling stuffs and or just you know acting like they should act um, often. So maybe it's only in my terms. So, but you know I'm I'm thankful that I'm actually on this earth and that I'm actually living. So I think I shouldn't complain too much. Uh, the key takeaways: a leader is only as good as the team behind him. Totally true. A leader is entirely responsible for their team's actions. When facing failure, a leader must take responsibility. If a team member isn't performing, it's up to the leader to try and mentor them. If they continue to underperform, the leader must consider the whole team and let the member go. Leaders need to be confident but not cocky. It is important that they leave their ego at the door and remember the team's goals are the that 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 the team's goals are their goals. Forget your own personal agenda. It's important that a leader truly believes in the work that they are doing, and leaders should learn from uh, learn how to decentralize power and responsibility. Have junior leaders or junior leaders uh, leading or leading their own teams within the large team. Communication is key. You need to ensure that everyone understands what is expected of them at all times it is important to keep strate strategies as simple as possible definitely something that i'm going to make a post about or i'm going to post tomorrow actually um, it's a leader it's a leader's job to understand the big picture and full scope of any mission then relay uh, the necessary information to junior leaders and team members actually because i just some kind of thought about it um, an actually positive side of of really physical books besides Besides actually having for a longer time and, you know, having them secure and, and whatever. But yeah, okay, maybe. 
Um, and also because of the feeling, you know, I always wa I also wanted to buy myself a book, you know, a physical book, because I've, I haven't been reading a physical book in such a long time. Uh, on one hand, it is pretty problematic because I'm always taking it with me and therefore it's just maybe taking up a lot of room and therefore it and or therefore I might just destroy it because I'm just putting everything into my fucking school bag and I'm not quite, quite you know, thinking about all the time like, okay, yeah, there's a book in it and I should be a little bit more, you know, um, yeah, a little bit more uh, uh, nice to my school bag and not, you know, just punch everything in like, you know, you you might just know what I mean. Um, but yeah, and what I actually want to say is that uh, you can actually underline things and, you know, just really pretty much underline or use a highlighter and just write some things, you know, in it as well, which is something that is really making this book personal. And I think this is really some of the reasons why actually people would like to have a book. And I think it's also nicer to just, you know, go through it. Uh, just because you can just look up, you know, the, the the pages very easily, and with an ebook, you know, it also depends on on what ebook you're having. But mine that I was having, that um, yeah, it just took a little while until you know the page was turned and everything was okay, and it wasn't there fast. And highlighting was, you know, okay. Highlighting did work, but it wasn't, you know, working like okay, you know, this is so amazing or whatever. But um, yeah, and an ebook is also good in terms of you know. If you do not have that much space, you know, while taking it with you, this is also good. But I think at home actually having some kind of library, some private library is actually very, very great. You know, just having one ebook or several ebooks staying in there is, isn't, think, isn't at my point of view that nice. You know, it's just nice to have or to just see, okay, there are a few books in it and this is just nice and, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, the further reading, uh, these are actually all of them. Yeah, not all of them. Actually, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, a similar book with similar principles is The Way of the Seal by Mark Divin. Divin identifies a number of skills that you can build on and develop. These skills align with the seal's way of life and will enable you to think and act like an elite warrior. These lessons in leadership and life are apl apl applicable. Um, to business, personal life, and any challenges if you may face, Mark Devine has a series has a series of exercises and questions that will help you to, to develop the necessary skills. The Way of the Seal is an enjoyable and educational read for everyone looking to develop their leadership skills. And if you enjoyed this, then definitely check out Leadership Class by Simon Sinek. Actually, made a few episodes on that book, so actually kind of finished the summary as well. So therefore, please check it out. Um, I won't go, yeah. So by Simon Sinek, is a, as a leader, it's important to create a culture that leaves everyone happy and fulfilled, definitely. Um, this is exactly what Simon described. Simon emphasizes that when an environment is built on trust, teams will work together, have each other's backs and survive and thrive. And last but not least, actually, how to win friends and influence people. You know, one of my very favorite books. And I would even suggest you to, you know, go through it. I did make a few or, yeah, a few episodes of it as well on my channel and or the podcast. But because I, you know, I have just started to just really name these podcasts, like, um, you know, the books that I've just been reading in them, or the summaries that I've been reading in them, it is pretty hard to just, you know, go to them and just, you know, being able to kind of find them. But yeah, so How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, is a book that aims to help you convince people to share your way of thinking to avoid arguments or to become more liked. This is actually a great summary of it, you know, pretty short 
pretty to the point and it's a pretty fucking good book and still I think on rank or chart four on Amazon or something in terms of you know actual uh, non-fiction and the subcategory was maybe self-help yeah self-help probably uh, you know it's it's still a great book you know you can't say anything against it it's just it's just a really great book uh, and guidelines which is the last book which is actually the book that the author of this article as i always explain i think it's just um yeah but for the podcast listeners and you might not have just been gone through the last one and you know therefore i'm just going to explain it as well so guidelines is a book by the author of this summary so the paulminers.com website um, this is a book that's made out of 33 self-help books, one of the best sellings, or he says the best sellings. Um, and this is actually an 18-page ebook or 150-minute audiobook with 31 guidelines from these 33 books, which I do still not understand quite. And you know, the actual cost of all these three uh, 33 books is actually 300. Yes. <laughs> And with that being said, I actually think that I'm going to end this episode. It's a fairly, and I'm quite fucking dark, I just see. Yeah, but um, yeah, I hope this is okay. You know, I think it's fine. And I do uh, want to stress, I do not want to stress myself that much in terms of actually being able to just achieve everything that I'm going to achieve or willing to achieve today, because I do just will work out right now. Something that I'm pumped for quite all the time, um, especially when I do have the time to just really do it I'm in some kind of way that I just feel like okay I can do it and I do not have to stress myself out to actually being able to do it and whatever I hope this episode was not too funky for you because I felt like you know speaking didn't went that well I was maybe a little bit too fast but yeah some days are just good some days are just bad this is what it is this is what life is and um, yeah fortunately life's life has curves and it's not always like a flat line and yeah, with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day or night, whatever time zone you're in. And um, yeah, I hope you have a very, very beautiful happiness. Beautiful happiness. Yeah, never mind. Beautiful happiness, uh, wealth, health, success. I hope you're giving back something. And don't forget about your legacy. With that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day. Two, one.